Come follow me, the Savior said. Then let us in his footsteps tread. For thus alone can we This is Lexi Austin, and you are listening to The Savior Said, Season 2. This is a weekly podcast that follows my study of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Each week, I will be using the Come Follow Me curriculum of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This curriculum can be found online at comefollowme.churchofjesuschrist.org. For more fun, follow me on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Savior Said. Please note, episodes of The Savior Said are not meant to replace your Come Follow Me experience, but to supplement your own personal study of the scriptures. Hey guys, welcome back. This is the episode for November 16th through 22nd, Ether 6 through 11, That Evil May Be Done Away. And this episode started out with the story of the Jaredites being tossed around in the ocean and ending up on the promised land. And then it went into some chapters where it just described the rise and fall, basically, of the Jaredite civilization. Um, you know, there was king after king after king listed, and this king was good, and this king was bad, and this king was good, and this king was bad, over and over and over again. And so talking about those kings and that whole, like, litany of just different, I guess, monarchies falling and rising and things like that, I was thinking about it. And I was thinking about the whole passage of the Jaredites to the promised land. And I was thinking about the year 2020, because this year has felt kind of like, I think, for a lot of us, being tossed around in the ocean, you know, in the deeps and then coming back up and then being thrown back down and, you know, everything's all over the place. But then I go in and I read, you know, this record of this guy is a king and this guy is a king and this guy is a king over and over again. And I see that kingdoms rise and kingdoms fall. Bad times come, bad times go. Nothing is ever permanent. There is always an end and there's always a beginning. So if you're going through something rough right now, may, maybe it's the year 2020. Maybe it's something COVID related. Maybe it's something job related. Maybe it's something health related. I don't know. But Know that there is at some point, maybe not in this life, but at some point, there's going to be an end to whatever you are going through. Also, there's going to be beginnings to good times. You know, there were the times where Father reached down into the ocean and he pulled the Jaredites up on top of the waters. So there's going to be good times in your future too. I think sometimes that's important for us to remember is that it's not going all downhill from here. You know, there's going to be times where it's going to be amazing and we're going to love life and it's going to be good. So to hold on to hope for those times is something else that I recognized from the Jaredite rise and fall, because even in the middle of the bad kings, there would be a good king that would come up and the people would be really righteous. And there was even a point where they said, never was there a happier people. And, um, you know, I'm like in the middle of all this fighting, like really? So I don't know. I was thinking a lot about them. And again, I was thinking about the passage in the sea and what it was like to be in the sea. And it made me start thinking of some of my favorite songs. So I was like, this would be perfect to have a mixtape this week. So what I did is I went out and I found some of my favorite songs that have to do with water or oceans, you know, things like that. And I'm going to mix them in with the words from Ether chapter 6 that talk about the passage from the Jaredites from the old land to the new land and the stuff that they went through. Okay, so I want to start out first with verses 3 and 4. And this is what it says. It says, And the Lord caused stones to shine in darkness, to give light unto men, women, and children, that they might not cross the great waters in darkness. 
Okay, pause there. So that's verse three. To me, that says that even though sometimes in our lives we feel like we are in darkness, we feel like we're in a little ship being tossed around, that the Lord gives us light and he gives us guidance and he gives us ways to feel light even in those moments. Okay, four. And it came to pass that when they had prepared all manner of food and thereby they might subsist upon the water and also food for their flocks and herds and whatsoever beast or animal or fowl that they should carry with them. Okay, pause there. So this gives me a great like visual image of what was going on inside these ships. So I I don't know how big the ships were. I picture somewhere the size of like, I don't know, like six to seven, eight feet, maybe like across, not very like wide and maybe like three to four feet like deep. But I think perhaps that is too small. I think the ships were probably bigger than that when they talk about they had all kinds of beasts and animals and fowl and stuff like that. I think they were probably bigger than that, like what I had previously considered in my mind. Also, and this is just like, you know, human beings animals, something we all do is go to the bathroom. I'm like, how did that whole situation work? Because I don't want to be tossed around in the middle of the ship with all these animals and stuff and just have, you know, potty stuff flying everywhere. That would be one of my concerns. I'm just saying. Like, that was part of my visual image as I read this verse. But continuing on in a much more spiritual context. Here we go. And it came to pass that when they had done all these things, they got aboard of their vessel or barges and set forth into the sea, commending themselves unto the Lord their God. I love these two verses together because it says we have faith. The Lord has already blessed us with something that's going to make this passage possible. And then we're going to do everything we can within our power to get ready and to make way that we can cross the sea and have all the preparations that we can do here on earth for ourselves. We're going to do that, but then we are going to trust in God to make up the difference and it's going to be okay. And that was what made me think of the song specifically for these verses. It's a song by Tasha Layton. It's called Into the Sea. It's going to be okay. And this song has kind of become my anthem for the year 2020. And I'll read you um, just a little bit of the chorus in one of the verses. She says, from the beginning to the end, you're so close. You've never let me down and you won't. In the valleys, in the shadows, I know you're so close. Though the mountains may be moved into the sea, though the ground beneath might crumble and give way, I can hear my father singing over me. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. I'm gonna be okay. And that's kind of been my, like I said, my mantra for 2020, my theme song, my anthem for 2020 has been the song. So I want to share it with you. Into the Sea, It's Gonna Be Okay by Tasha Layton.
Okay, the next verses I want to talk about there in Ether 6 are 5, 6, and 7. And it says, And it came to pass that the Lord God caused that there should be a furious wind blow upon the face of the waters towards the promised land. And thus they were tossed upon the waves of the sea before the wind. And it came to pass that there were many times buried in the depths of the sea because of the mountain waves which broke upon them and also the great and terrible tempest which were caused by the fierceness of the wind. And it came to pass that when they were buried in the deep, there was no water that could hurt them, their vessels being tight like unto a dish, and also they were tight like unto the ark of Noah. Therefore they did were encompassed by, about by many waters, and they did cry unto the Lord, and he did bring them forth again unto the top of the waters. Okay, so I want you to take a moment and just visualize this. You're in a vessel with all the goats and animals and chickens and whatever it is that they brought with them. And it's dark in there. You've got a a stone that's giving off pretty light, but I think it would still probably be a little bit dim. So it's dark in there and you can literally hear the rain and the wind howling outside of this little boat that you've built or your brother has built or someone you know has built. And you're like, is this boat going to hold together? And you can feel yourself being thrown down into the depths of the sea. Am I going to be okay? You know, we just listened to the song that said, yes, we're going to be okay. But that had to be terrifying. And also, I am just amazed at like, you know, the furious wind, the tempest, the times where like they were tossed in the sea and it felt like a mountain of waves was on top of them. Like they're going to the promised land. This is a good thing. But for that to happen, there had to be lots of upheaval. There had to be a furious wind, which doesn't sound like it's a gentle little breeze. I mean, if Heavenly Father wanted to, he probably could have just like gone to the ocean and just pushed them straight from wherever they were to the promised land. Like he could have just done like a big current that just took them right across, you know. But instead, there was waves and there was furious wind and there were tempests, you know, Sometimes I think our father in heaven, when we could have a very straight point A to point B kind of trip, throws in waves and tempests and winds and things like that, that makes it a little bit more like kind of a squiggly line. Like we go back and forth and all over the place. But in all of this, there in seven, it says that they remembered the ark of Noah, the promise that the Lord had that he would once again be with Noah and his family and help them reach dry ground. So they remembered their scriptures. And then also they did cry unto the Lord. And when they cried unto the Lord, he did bring them forth again to the top of the waters. You know, he didn't miraculously like make them appear on the dry land of the promised land, but he did bring them to the top of the waters whenever they cried to him. So to me, that says when we are in the middle of things like the year 2020, when we are being tossed under the waves and there's mountains of waves and there's tempests and winds and all that stuff like that, remembering our scriptures, remembering past spiritual experiences like Noah had, and then also crying unto the Lord. And we may not be delivered from whatever it is that we're going through. However, we will be brought to the top of the waters. And when you're at the top of the waters, you can breathe a little bit easier You can see the Lord's hand in your life, and that helps you remember that, hey, someone else bigger and more powerful than me is in control. And I think that is a blessing in and of itself. So the song that I chose to go with this one is Oceans Where Feet May Fail by Hillsong United. And she talks about walking out onto the water where feet may may fail because 
you know, our feet cannot walk on water. Like that's just, you know, one of the rules of nature. Like we cannot walk on water. But with our Savior and our Heavenly Father, we can be taken past way further than we could ever go by ourselves. So here are some of the lyrics to this. Your grace abounds in deepest waters. Your sovereign hand will be my guide. Where feet may fail and fear surrounds me, you've never failed and you won't start now. So I will call upon your name and keep my eyes above the waves. When oceans rise, my soul will rest in your embrace, for I am yours and you are mine. And that's what I was thinking about when I'm thinking about those poor Jaredites, like in these ships with all the stuff being tossed around under the waves. And this song is what came to mind where it talks about your grace abounds in deepest waters. I will call upon your name and keep my eyes above the waves and I will rest in your embrace. And that made me think of like, I don't know, Heavenly Father having these hands made out of water, just kind of holding these little ships in the middle of his hands and guiding them so, you know, gently, even though they're in the middle of these storms and things like that, guiding them to the promised land. So here we go. Oceans Where Feet May Fail by Hillsong United. Sovereign hand will be my God. 
Okay, so the next verses I want to talk about are verses 8 and 9. And 8 says, And it came to pass that the wind did never cease to blow towards the promised land while they were upon the waters. And thus they were driven forth by the wind. And they did sing praises unto the Lord. Yea, the brother of Jared did sing praises unto the Lord. And he did thank and praise the Lord all the day long. And when the night came, they did not cease to praise the Lord. So they're being tossed around in the middle of like this washing machine of an ocean. And they are singing praises to the Lord. They did not cease to praise the Lord constantly in this like tumult that I guess that they were being driven forth in the middle of. And I was thinking about that and it made me think of an old spiritual song that we have here in the South or gospel song, I guess you could say. It, was, it came from um, the tradition of the Underground Railroad. So it has some very beautiful, deep, um, significant historical roots. But it made me think of this because it's Wade in the Water, first of all, is the song. And it made me think of the chorus of Wade in the Water because there's a specific line in there that says, God's going to trouble the water. And for the longest time, I was like, why would you want to go into water that God's going to trouble, making me think like God's going to make it bad, like it's going to be tossed around and stuff like that. And it wasn't until I got older that I started, you know, thinking about it. And I remembered the pool of Bethesda that we talked about last year in the New Testament. And there's that whole story about the lame man sitting by the pool of Bethesda. And the angel comes and troubles the water. And whoever gets into the water first is healed. So wade in the water because God's going to trouble the water, which means, yeah, the water might be shaken and it might be stirred. And you might be tossed around in a little bit, but there is healing in God's water. There is healing in our Savior. And that's the message I want you to take from this song. Um, there's lots of imagery about Moses and the children of Israel being led to the high ground and to the promised land, which is what I feel like the Jaredites were being led. They weren't being led from like an evil Pharaoh and all that stuff like that, but they weren't being led to a promised land. So I saw kind of a correlation between the two. So here we go. Wade in the water. And this is a version of it performed by the Petersons.
gonna trouble the world. So the next couple of verses I want to talk about are 10 and 11. And it says, And thus they were driven forth, and no monster of the sea could break them, neither whale that could mar them. And they did have light continually, whether it was above the water or under the water. And thus they were driven forth 344 days upon the water. Okay, so when I read this scripture, it reminds me of... I don't know if you've ever seen those collection of pictures on Facebook or somewhere where they talk about, I think it's called the lassophobia, the lassophobia. I don't know if I'm saying that right. It's the fear of deep water. Um, Wikipedia says thassalophobia is an intense and persistent fear of the sea. Thassalophobia can include fear of being in deep bodies of water, fear of the vast emptiness of the sea, of sea waves, sea creatures, and fear of the distance from land. So whenever I've seen these picture collections of thassalophobia, um, it's usually pictures that show you kind of a different perspective of the ocean. For example, there's one where it's like a tiny little swimmer kind of in like this little inner tube, and then underneath it is a gigantic whale. There's other ones where it shows like sharks swimming underneath like a surfboard or, you know, just giant depths of water. And so to me, when I read these scriptures, particularly um, verse 10, 
it made me think of the fear of the water, like what was underneath them, what was around them. And this tells me that there was fish and whales and like there were big giant sea creatures around them. So if you suffer from any sort of thacelophobia, this is not necessarily a journey that you want to take because there is all kinds of terrors of the sea surrounding you at all times. So this made me think of the hymn that if you've listened at any time at all to The Savior Said, you know my favorite hymn of all time is Master the Tempest is Raging because it kind of addresses the whole thassalophobia thing. Um, And the chorus of the hymn goes, The winds and the waves shall obey thy will, peace be still. Whether the wrath of the storm-tossed sea, or demons or men or whatever it be, no waters can swallow the ship where lies, the master of ocean and earth and skies. I love that, you know, or demons or men or whatever it be. Whatever you're scared of, the Lord has. So I found a version of Master the Tempest is Raging because, again, this is something I've struggled with because I love this song so much, but I have never found a version of this song that truly captures, like, the majesty and, like, the crashing and waves and stuff like that that I, like, would picture with this these words. And I love the tune, but the tune's almost like a little, you know, it's, it's almost like a little too upbeat because you're talking about being crashed around these waves and then you're talking about the savior coming and saving you in the middle of it. So I found a version. It's instrumental of Master of the Tempest is Raging. And it's like kind of one of those like relaxing, kind of vibes where, you know, you can hear like the thunderstorms and the rain, you know, like meditation kind of music, right? But the tune that's playing to this is Master of the Tempest is Raging. You've got a thunderstorm going along with it, a peaceful, calming thunderstorm. But I loved it because it took me a moment to listen to it. And in that moment, I'm just breathing. I'm just, you know, and relaxing. It just made my whole body just kind of loose. So here's some of the words to the hymn that I like. You're not going to hear the words itself in the hymn, because again, this is like kind of a meditation on Master of the Tempest is Raging. But the words that I love in this hymn specifically are the third verse. Actually, I'm gonna start with the second verse. Second verse says, Master with anguish of spirit, I bow in my grief today. The depths of my sad heart are troubled. Awaken and save, I pray. Torrents of sin and of anguish sweep o'er my sinking soul. And I perish, I perish, dear master. Oh, hasten and take control. Like that is how I felt before in my life, especially this year, 2020, with all the craziness that's going on. Like, I just feel like, Father, I need you. My Savior, I need you. And that's just the pleading in this verse that I love. And then the chorus picks up with, The winds and the waves shall obey thy will. Peace be still. Whether the wrath of the storm-tossed sea, or demons or men, or whatever it be, no waters can swallow the ship where lies the master of ocean and earth and skies. They all shall sweetly obey thy will. Peace be still. Peace be still. They all shall sweetly obey thy will. Peace, peace be still. Then it goes into the verse 3, which is, Master, the terror is over. The elements sweetly rest. Earth's sun in the calm lake is mirrored, and heaven's within my breast. Linger, O blessed Redeemer, leave me alone no more, and with joy I shall make the blessed harbor and rest on the blissful shore. So, 
In the middle of all of the grief and anguish that we have in our lives, our Savior is there to help us calm it down and to bring peace. Peace be still. So I want you to think of the phrase, peace be still, while you are listening to this meditation on The Master of the Tempest is Raging. Okay, so the next three verses I want to talk about. The first one is 12, and it says, And they did land upon the shore of the promised land. And when they had set their feet upon the shores of the promised land, they bowed themselves down upon the face of the land, and did humble themselves before the Lord, and did shed tears of joy before the Lord because of the multitude of his tender mercies over them. So they get to the promised land and they are so excited and they're so grateful that they literally are shedding tears. Um, and they did bowed themselves down upon the face of the land. Like they're literally, literally bowing down upon the earth. And that had to be such a sweet moment and such a tender moment. They remembered the tender mercies of the Lord over the deep. Well, now I want to fast forward through a couple of chapters and we get to verse 10. And this is one of like the most motivating scriptures to me um, in the entire Book of Mormon. And you're going to be like, what, Lexi, when you hear it? But the meaning that I get out of it is, I think, a little bit different than what Moroni intended. So anyways, verse 10 says, And it came to pass that Shez, this is like going through like the whole rise and fall of the different kings. Okay, so Shez is one of the kings. And it says, And it came to pass that Shez, who was the descendant of Heth, for Heth had perished by the famine, and all his household, save it were Shez, Wherefore, Shez began to build up again a broken people. And it's that phrase, Shez began to build up a broken people, that resonates so much with me. Because I feel like sometimes 
you know, we're going through our own stuff, but sometimes we're put into places to help other people heal from their stuff. Um, I think of it a lot of times when I'm working with my kids at school, you know, and they come from these backgrounds that are just some of them terrifying, some of them horrifying, and some of them just so, so sad. But my job as an educator is to build up this broken child in front of me. And so because of that, this scripture has always really resonated with me. And then in verse two, which comes after it, it shows us how Shez went about doing this. It says, and it came to pass that Shez did remember the destruction of his fathers and he did build up a righteous kingdom for he remembered what the Lord had done in bringing Jared and his brother across the deep. And he did walk in the ways of the Lord and he begat sons and daughters. So he remembered the Lord. And that is something I have really picked up this year as we have studied the Book of Mormon, that when we remember the Lord, we can turn our thoughts and our ways and our actions to Him. And so, you know, I can't go to school and be like, guys, you need to come to Jesus. Like, I can't do that. You know, like that just doesn't work right now in our our school culture. But I can teach the kids how to read for themselves. I can teach them how to have healthy habits. I can teach them to lean towards the light, to search for light and truth and love, even in the middle of the darkness that they are in, to turn themselves like little plants towards the sun. And hopefully, years down the road, when they finally get out of their circumstances that they are in, they can remember that and they can continue on that search down the road towards the sun. Also, the sun being like Jesus Christ. So that's what I was really thinking of when I remember that, you know, the Lord brought them to the promised land and then Shez remembered them and it helped him build up a broken people. So for that section, I chose the song Walking on Water by Need to Breathe because this song in particular has um, like kind of the recognition of what the Lord is doing in our lives and saying, yeah, I'm doing this thing, but Lord, it's you. It's you. You're the one who's doing it. So some of the words from it are, there's no turning back, nothing in the past, my eyes on you again, I can't see nothing else at all, but your outstretched arms, help me believe it, though I falter, you got me walking on water, though I falter, you've got me walking on water. So I can't do this by myself, but I can do it with you, Lord. And when you are involved, things work. And that's what I see in this song. So Go ahead and listen to this. This is Walking on Water, Need to Breathe. After the song is over, that's going to be it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening with me and for going on our trek into the deep, um, our 20,000 leagues under the sea with the Jaredites. And I hope you guys have an excellent week. I love you guys. Bye, y'all. strong the water's deep my heart is heavy and my mind won't sleep oh can you hear my fear it breathes I need to know if you're the shadow I can see I will run to
The Savior Said is not an official product or endorsed by The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. All comments and opinions are my own personal opinions and not representative of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The music used in The Savior Said is Fireflies and Stardust by Kevin McLeod. The hymn quoted in the opening is Come Follow Me, lyrics by John Nicholson. The Come Follow Me curriculum can be found at comefollowme.churchofjesuschrist.org. For show notes, new episode alerts, and other fun and inspirational things, check out my Facebook page at facebook.com slash thesaviorsaid. You can also find me on Instagram. Comments or questions, email me at thesaviorsaid at gmail.com. 
content in the Savior Said is copyright protected. All rights are reserved. Thank you for listening.